All right, guys, in the last episode, I couldn't get to all of my keyword research strategies. So this is part two of hopefully 22 keyword research strategies for 2022. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Want to enter in an Amazon keyword and then within seconds get up to thousands of potentially related keywords that you could research? Then you need Magnet by Helium 10. For more information, go to h10.me forward slash Magnet. Magnet works in most Amazon marketplaces, including USA, Mexico, Australia, Germany, UK, India, and much more. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton. This is the show. That's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the Amazon or Walmart world. And this is now part two of a two-part masterclass on keyword research. I went into the last episode thinking I was going to knock it all out in one, but that was wishful thinking as I could only get to 11 strategies. So my goal, I said was I'm trying to do 22 strategies for 2022 here. So I'm going to give you from 12 to 22, maybe even more. We'll see how it goes. But anyways, if, if you guys just happen to land on this page, pause this. All right, guys, pause this. Go back to the last episode and listen to the first 11 strategies because it's kind of important that you do it in this order. All right, so don't skip here. If this is your first keyword research podcast you're listening to, pause this on whatever you're listening to this, go back, find the, 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 the episode right before this and listen to that first, all right? Let's get into it. Strategy number 12, all right? Strategy number 12 is Amazon recommended. So where we left off was in, 11, in 7, 8, 9, 10, and 11, we were all in the Helium 10 tool Cerebro, all right? And I had mentioned earlier, one of the data points we are looking at are the keywords that Amazon recommends. Now, this is not meant to be taken as like gospel, all right? In other words, just because Amazon recommends a keyword, that does not mean that it's always right. It's just, you know, whatever Amazon's internal algorithms say for advertising, they're like, hey, if this is your product, we feel that you should advertise for this keyword, all right? So we have access to that data point and what, that data point is, it's it's a scoring system, like from one to 999. So if a keyword for a product has a score of 999 in Amazon's internal algorithm, basically what that means is that that product, they, they, this is like the number one keyword that Amazon recommends for that product. Interesting keywords that, you, that didn't show up in those other searches that we talked about using those other strategies. And so you can find some, some golden keywords that Amazon recommends, all right? So that's strategy number 12. Let's go um, skip uh, a little bit here. I, I'm talked too much about Cerebro the last couple of episodes. So let's just go outside of Helium 10, all right? So this is something anybody can use with brand registry. Strategy number 13 is using brand analytics, all right? What you see in brand analytics more often than not are very similar to the keywords that you're gonna find in Cerebro just by nature. You know, we are not getting these keywords from brand analytics or anything. I mean, like I said, the keywords that are in Cerebro come from three places where products are organically ranked, where they're ranked and sponsored and what Amazon recommends. But obviously, if something is organically ranked, like on the top of page one, it's probably going to be one of the top clicked. So what Am what brand analytics in Amazon is showing you are what are the top three products that were clicked for a certain keyword on a certain time frame? 
the three timeframes in brand analytics that you have is like a daily one, a weekly one, and a monthly one, all right? So what I like to do for brand analytics is sometimes I'll, I'll still check, like I said, like 98% of the time, I'm not gonna find new keywords in brand analytics that I didn't already have in Cerebro, at least higher search volume ones. You know, I, I might find some lower hanging fruit there. But what I like doing is using the historical functionality of brand analytics. So what I'll do, because remember, Cerebro is kind of recent. It's like in the last 30 days, right? But what I'll do is if I see a product that's been selling on Amazon for like six months or something, I'm gonna go and I'm going to look at what brand analytics was saying like, three months ago or four months ago for a certain keyword. Maybe there were different products that were that were doing well. Or maybe there's a product that just went out of stock like a month ago. And so Cerebro doesn't have, you know, uh, information on it because it's already it's already been not ranked for like the last month. But maybe I'll go back and, and I'll find some more products or some more keywords that might be interesting there in brand analytics. So brand analytics, guys, strategy number 13, make sure to take a look at it, especially when you want to look at historical information. All right. Another way to look at that, I'm still I'm still going to call this. I'm not going to do a cheap strategy. Here. Like I said, I'm trying to get to 22, but I'm still going to call this part of strategy 13 is look for sales peaks. All right. So let's say those top competitors, right, those top competitors had sales peaks on certain weeks or certain days. How would you find those sales peaks by using X-ray? So I would be on that page. I'm looking at the X-ray for like last year and I see like a huge sales spike. Let's just say five months ago on a certain week. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take that ASIN, put it in brand analytics, right? And I'm going to go to that week in brand analytics, historical information, and see what were the top click words. Because probably whatever is the top ones here, as far as the searches goes, these are going to be the keywords that might have brought them the the spike, that spike. And it's not always the same keywords that's now. So that's another way to look at brand analytics, all right? Let's go to number 14. This strategy is kind of general, um, guys, and it's talking about relevancy, all right? Relevancy is super important when we're talking about the Amazon buyer, all right? So we talked about earlier last in the last episode on how you can kind of determine if a keyword is relevant or products are relevant to the keyword and vice versa, right? Using the tools. But this is more of a conceptual idea, guys. Here's an example. Let's say you typed in coffin shelf. Well, I guarantee you what's going to come up on the coffin shelf results page is not 50 coffin shelves. There aren't even 50 coffin shelves being sold on Amazon. After like the first three or four lines of coffin shelves, you're gonna start seeing some other products mixed into there. And, and, and it could be some of these products are at the very top. Um, some of them might be, um, uh, you know, the last time I checked, you know, coffin mirror we talked about. A, a moon shelf might show up. A coffin-shaped uh, key holder or key hook, whatever, right? These products might show up. Now, these products are on the same page as your main keyword. If you have a coffin shelf, you type in coffin shelf, these products are showing up. But these are not your competitors, all right? So when you run all of those uh, strategies I talked about last week and this week in, in steps seven through 12 or whatever it was in Cerebro. When I mention getting top products and top selling products, don't just sort it on the page by the top selling ones that you see. Because maybe the top selling one is a moon shelf on the coffin shelf. But I really don't care overall what the top keywords of moon shelf are. There is a way you can get some things from there. I'm gonna talk about that in a future strategy. But my main thing of when I want to find the top 10 or 15 keywords for a niche, 
I have to only be looking at what are the products that are relevant to my product, all right? What are the ones that are relevant to my product? They have the same function. They have the same form. They've got the same similar price, you know? You know, like in other words, uh, a coffin shelf and a coffin mirror might be similar, but the keywords that are driving sales to both of those are gonna be different. Let's just say I have a coffin bookshelf that's $200 because it's huge. It's an oversized item. And I have a mini coffin desk shelf that's $25. They might both be coffin shelves, right? But if mine is the mini coffin shelf, I am not going to consider the big coffin shelf a competitor with my product. Why? Because the customer who is buying a $200 bookshelf is not necessarily looking for the same thing as somebody who would be looking for a mini coffin shelf where they can put, you know, some Legos inside or, or something. Oops, I forgot. Lego is the word. There's no, uh, I learned from that show, Lego Masters, and we all know that Lego is a big uh, customer of Helium 10. I, I don't want to offend them. So Lego, not Legos. There's no such thing as a Lego with an S. All right. Anyways, I am not going to use uh, that big coffin shelf as one of my main things that I'm looking for the keyword. So again, Think which ones are relevant to your product, all right? And the same thing goes for the keywords. When, when, when you run these searches, guys, you might find some keywords. You know, here's a mistake that people make. They, they say, oh, I ran this Cerebro search, and, and I found a lot of irrelevant keywords, right? Well, number one, Cerebro is not a tool where it just magically shows you relevant keywords, all right? It, it, it does what we say it's going to do. It, we're showing you the keywords where it's ranked organically in the top 306, where it's ranked for the top sponsored. It's not something that says, hey, any keyword that comes up in 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 uh, Cerebro is 100% relevant. No, that's not what we're trying to say. Secondly, don't always discount relevancy, all right? What's relevant to you might not be relevant to somebody else. What's relevant to somebody else might not be relevant to you. So just because you think you see a whole bunch of things that are like what you think are irrelevant, let the data tell you otherwise. In other words, if all the top sellers are all ranked in the top 10, no matter how much you think it's irrelevant, kind of doesn't matter because guess what? It's relevant to the buyer, all right? These products would not be in the top 10 of a keyword, of a high search volume keyword, if it didn't have some kind of relevancy, all right? So again, the R word, relevancy is a very subjective term, but it's very important to think about uh, when you're talking about your strategy, all right? All right, so that's a strategy. What number are we on? I think 14. 15, let's talk about uh, doing rich in other marketplaces and languages, all right? Number 15. What I said uh, for all, until now, all of the strategies using you know Cerebro and another, uh, and other tools is all about one marketplace, all right? So let's say I'm selling in US, I'm selling in Canada and selling Mexico. I'm not just doing all these keyword searches in the US and then I'm just gonna go translate my listing or I mean, in the case of Canada, just copy my listing or I'm not gonna go just translate my listing to Spanish based on what all these uh, research and keywords I did because in different marketplaces, people search in different ways. I've given a lot of examples about collagen peptides, how even in English speaking countries like UK, Canada, US, the top searched keywords for or collagen peptides, they're different. It's not collagen peptides like it is in the USA. You know, some places is, is collagen powder. Other places, hydrolyzed collagen is the number one keyword. So every time you go into a new marketplace, guys, don't just hire a translator to translate your American listing or whatever listing you entered in. Do your research from scratch again. Helium 10 is available in like what? 
10 or 11 marketplaces now for all these keyword research tools. If you're gonna be in all 10 of those marketplaces, you've gotta do keyword research 10 times. Yes, translation is gonna be part of it at one at you know one point or another, but even if you hire a translator, make sure those guys are using Helium 10 and doing the research in these other languages, all right? Let's go to strategy number 16, all right? Strategy number 16, don't look for only search terms. Look for keywords that aren't search terms. What? what? What the heck is Bradley talking about? All right. Search terms, guys, is what people search for. It's it's the keywords that people use. L let me just take a, a step back here. Let me take a step back, and I probably should have done this in the last episode, but about keyword research. Why is keyword research important, all right? Keyword research or search term research is the backbone of, of sales on Amazon, all right? So like, what I always give the example, the analogy of, of the buyer journey, think to the last time you, you, whoever's listening right now, um, in your car, in your house, whatever, think to the last time you bought something on Amazon. What was the process like? You first had a need, all right? The last thing that I personally bought on Amazon was a microphone, all right? Now, why did I buy the microphone? Well, a need came up. What happened was, my Helium 10 microphone that I have, by the way, guys, uh, type in Helium 10 podcast microphone if you wanna buy a Helium 10 microphone on Amazon. There, there's my little search find by, but anyways, every single time I travel, and you guys know I travel like all the time, I would always get stopped by TSA because the Helium 10 microphone, I guess, looks like a weapon or I don't know what, but every single time I would be pulled off to the side and they would open up my bag and they say, oh, it's a microphone, my bad, go ahead, you can be on your way. So I was kind of tired of dealing with that. So I'm like, I need a different microphone. Like I'm gonna use a Helium 10 microphone at my house uh, or if I'm in a place for a while, but I need something more portable that is tiny and doesn't look like a big gun or something, right? So that was the need that came up. Now, what is the next step? The next step is I went to Amazon, I searched for it. Now, I, I couldn't put my 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 brain into Amazon to, to like read my mind of what I needed. Um, and I also knew I can't just type in, hey, let me, uh, a microphone that does not look like a gun for TSA. No, I mean, I, I didn't think that that would be what I would use to find the product. I, I thought in my brain of what search term best defined that image in my head of what would solve my need. The image in my head was like, hey, this is gonna be a microphone that's small. It's not, maybe it's plastic, maybe it's metal, maybe it costs like between 50 and $100. It's gotta be a, a condenser mic because that's what I needed. And so, what search term did I come up with? I forgot what search term I used. I, I think I might put a portable podcast microphone. In my mind, that's what I came up with to, to define the need, right? And sure enough, um, that I, I found the, the microphone that I wanted to buy through that search, all right? Now, number one, that was the way that I found that product that I bought. But other people are probably searching other keywords. Some people might just say portable microphone. Some people might say plastic mic. Some people might call it in Spanish, you know, microfono, portátil, or something like that, portable microphone in Spanish, right? Everybody has different ways to define that. But, and that right there is the crux of keyword research, guys. Keyword research means how can you identify all of the possible keywords and search term combinations that people would use to type in order to describe your product and in order to describe something that in their minds 
matches the needs of what they're looking for of why they're shopping on Amazon in the first place. Does that make sense, guys? This might seem like a simple concept, but you can't imagine how many Amazon sellers don't even understand this, all right? Super important. Again, keyword research means identifying all the potential keywords that somebody could use to describe your product so that you can make sure that you at least uh, show up for or are indexed for these keywords, all right? Now, that being said, until now, we've talked all about, in keywords, search terms. These are all things that people use to type in, just like the, the keyword that I use, micro, portable microphone for podcast. That was the search term that I use. What I'm saying here in step number, what am I in, 16, don't just look for search terms. Keyword research is about finding keywords sometimes that people do not type into the search engine. Huh? What are you, what are you talking about, Bradley? All right, here's what I'm talking about. Do you remember that um, I said that what I was thinking about was, hey, I need something that uh, is not going to set off TSA, all right? Now, again, in my mind, there's no way I'm going to type that into search terms, but that's actually what I was looking for, right? So guess what? I am positive that I'm not the only traveling podcaster who has this problem, you know, right? There's probably other people who have this problem too. They're not using this as a search term, right? But it's important to identify these keywords. You know, I know this because it's my problem, but if I'm a manufacturer of this microphone, would I just automatically know that somebody has this need because they keep getting pulled over by TSA? How in the world would a manufacturer know that? How would you as a private label seller know this really weird need <laughs> that, that somebody has for your product, right? It's not going to come up in, in search terms. It's not going to come up in brand analytics. It's not going to come up in Cerebro. It's not going to come up in Helium 10. Why? These are not search terms. These are keywords that people are thinking about, not necessarily typing in, but they are important. Let, let me illustrate how. So what if I typed in, you know, the, the search term that I typed in, portable podcast microphone or whatever I did, and I found the product I wanted, and I looked at it, but then in the bullet points or even in the image, all of a sudden, I see an image of somebody going through TSA getting stopped. Or in the bullet points, I read about, hey, are you worried about you know getting stopped with your big, huge podcast microphone by TSA? Well, you don't have to anymore because this portable one uh, will not set off any alarms. Well, guess what, guys? That is going to make an emotional connection with me. I guarantee it. That didn't happen to me. I still bought the product anyways. But I, I remember searching like five or six. If I saw a product that had an image that had that, in it, like an infographic or a lifestyle image, or if it had a bullet point that said that, it would have had me. I wouldn't have even looked at any, anything else. I'd be like, holy cow, this manufacturer obviously knows exactly what I was looking for. This is exactly what I need. Now, remember, I did not type in, nor would I have ever typed in, you know, microphone that doesn't set off TSA alarms, right? But by, by, by this seller having that keyword in it, it's not a, again, it's not a search term, but having that keyword in the listing would have made an emotional connection. So the way that you can find these emotional connection keywords that are not search terms is by analyzing reviews of listings, your competitor listings, or even your own listings, all right? So go to any listing that has like at least 500 or 600 reviews, um, sometimes less, and run the Helium 10 Chrome extension review insights. And then take a look at all the reviews like in the last six months or something, and then hit the tab that says review analysis. What this does is Helium 10 is checking all of the written reviews that people have made and is uh, highlighting uh, the top two, three, four, and five word 
phrases that come up the most often. The classic example I give all of you guys is collagen peptides. I've been talking about this for, for three years, more than three years, how any collagen peptides, if you do review insights on it, the top keyword that comes up is um, in my coffee. And that is not a search term, guys. Nobody types in in my coffee and thinks they're going to get collagen peptides. In my coffee is not going to come up in Cerebro. It's not going to come up in Magnet. It's not going to come up in Brand Analytics. But it is what people are thinking about. If you read those reviews, they're like, hey, they're putting, they're, they're stirring collagen peptides in their coffee. And so it's so funny, guys. This is maybe, you know, I, I, I try not to take too much credit for, for things here, but this is one thing I've got to take credit on because like I said, three years ago, you guys who have been with me for a while know I've been talking about this. Nobody had pictures of people drinking coffee in their listing. Nobody had bullet points about coffee. Now, guys, if you look at the top collagen peptides, every single one all has an infographic that shows people drinking coffee, like exactly what I've been saying for like three years. So we know there's a, a lot of uh, Helium 10 users out there or podcast listeners um, who are selling collagen peptides. Anyways, that's exactly what you should do. You, you do this research, you find these keywords that are not search terms that people are thinking about, and you incorporate them in your listing either via the bullet points or via the uh, images to make that emotional connection because it, a lot of times these are the little tiny kind of things that people are thinking about. And then the kind of like thing that you're going to cause in people is you're going to cause them to stop and they're going to be like, oh man, that's exactly what I needed this product for. Like, how did this company know? You know what? I'm going to go ahead and go with this. All right. So this guy is not going to like double your sales or anything like that. You know, we all know not everybody looks at every image, not everybody reads every bullet point, but Hey, all of these little things that we're talking about today and last week's episode, these all add up. And this, I guarantee, can give you uh, an edge over competitors who might not be doing this. So again, the uh, this strategy that we talk about is finding keywords that are not search terms by using uh, review insights. And that's a uh, step or strategy number 16. Whew, I still got to figure out how to do six more. Let's, let's keep going. Strategy number 17, use Magnet to find more keywords. Magnet is another tool by Helium 10. And you enter, instead of entering an ASIN, you enter in keywords, all right? So like if my main keyword is coffin shelf, I'm gonna go into Magnet and I'm gonna type in coffin shelf. And uh, a lot of the keywords are gonna be the same that came up in my Cerebro search, but I might find some other potentially relevant keywords in Magnet that I wanna take a look at. In specific, when I run Magnet, what I love to do, which is very unique in Helium 10, is running the Smart Complete. Because this shows me all of the long tail versions of of keywords. Like if I type in coffin shelf, it's going to show me coffin shelves, coffins, shelf, black coffin shelf, large coffin shelf, shelf for coffin. Basically what a bunch of keywords that could, that could come up in like a broad PPC campaign, but it's going to give me a lot of great long tail keywords. And that some of these keywords might not be showing up in Cerebro because people are not ranking for it or they're kind of newer keywords, but this is a great way, smart, complete, in Magnet to find long tail versions of keywords. And remember, coffin shelf, I already have in my listing because that's my main keyword, right? But now I'm finding these individual words like large or black or for men or for women or for decor, whatever. I only have to add like one or two words and now all of a sudden I'm, I'm indexed for multiple phrases potentially, all right? So there's strategy number 17. Look for more keywords using Magnet, especially via the Smart Complete. Speaking of Magnet, let's go to uh, strategy number 18, and that is finding the page one reach of a 
keyword or a product. I like doing this to kind of set goals for myself. So remember how last week's episode I talked about finding uh, the main products for a certain keyword? Well, I know I'm not gonna, from day one, you know, be visible for all the keywords that they are. But what I like to do is have goals. So like, if I was coming into the coffin shelf market, I'm gonna look at the Project X coffin shelf and I wanna know what their page one reaches. What does that mean? So in other words, how many searches a month are they showing up for where they're like in on the first page or on the top 10 or top 20, whatever you want, right? So I run Cerebro and then I do like, let's say keywords searches over 200 searches a month where they're showing up in top 15. And let's say, you know, that comes up with 200 keywords. I put, I copy and paste all 200 of those keywords into Magnet and I press enter. Remember, Magnet is not just about searching for one keyword. I can search multi keywords at one time. And what comes up is it's gonna show me the total search volume for all those keywords I just entered, the total aggregated search volume. So that is kind of like the page one reach, all right? Or it's the top 10 reach, the top 20 reach, whatever you put in there, right? So then I can be like, hey, all right, this is hashtag goals. This star coffin shelf has keyword page one reach of 300,000 searches per month. 300,000 eyeballs are, are, are seeing this product on page one. I'm gonna set that goal for like in the next three months, I wanna get to 300,000 visibility. So th there's another strategy to do number 18. Number 19, getting indexed for forbidden keywords. This is part of the Maldives honeymoon strategy I've talked about. You know, sometimes we are, we have products that that maybe have main keywords that people use to search for it, and we found it in Cerebro, but these are keywords that you can't put in your listing. You know, pesticide-related keywords, CBD uh, keywords, things like that, right? You, you're, you're, Maybe your product is related to it, or at least people are searching that keyword to find a product like yours, but you cannot put your product or that keyword in your product's listing because you're gonna get suspended because it's a forbidden keyword from Amazon. So the question is, well, how do I get indexed for keywords that aren't in my listing? So what you do is you find, uh, go if you found, let, let's use the, exactly the strategy I've used on a CBD cream, right? You, I can't put CBD in the listing. So what I did was I, I typed in CBD cream and the other CBD keywords I saw had a lot of search volume. And then I used brand analytics and Cerebro to see who are the top ones being clicked and or purchased for these keywords. And then I said, all right, what are the top five keywords that these products other than CBD keywords are getting their sales from. It's kind of easy to you know deduce that using Cerebro, using brand analytics, using the, the strategies we talked about last week. And then I took those keywords, made sure they were in phrase form in my listing at least twice in different parts of my listing. And my goal was, hey, on day one, I want Amazon to relate me to these other products because, hey, these products are, are, are CBD, uh, are showing up for high-end CBD, Amazon doesn't know what I'm gonna be relevant for yet, but if they see that I have similar uh, phrases that these other products are doing well for, maybe, you know, my, my reasoning on this was, hey, maybe Amazon's gonna relate me to these products, all right? So that's what I do, and every single time I've done this, it works um, for the CBD stuff that I've tested this on, where from day one, if I have auto campaign on in PPC, Amazon itself starts showing me for these forbidden keywords in PPC. And as long as I have somebody do like search, find, buy, as soon as they see it in sponsored ads, I just need like two or three purchases and boom goes the dynamite. I am now indexed and searchable for those uh, keywords. And then I can actually run my own PPC. Again, do not put forbidding keywords in your listing. If I put CBD in my listing, I would be suppressed right away probably, right? But you can still get indexed for keywords not in your listing by 
by optimizing your listing around the other products that are doing well for these forbidden keywords using the non-forbidden keywords. And then the, the goal is, again, for you to start showing up in auto campaigns and you to get conversions right away. Every time I've done this, I have been indexed for these forbidden keywords within two days, all right? That's actually a goldmine. That's one of those ones I used to not give to everybody like a couple of years ago when I discovered that, all right? Number 20, all right? Number 20. This is kind of like after you've already launched, all right? You, you wanna look back into your PPC report. So if you're using Adtomic uh, by Helium 10, that's easy to find what keywords that you've converted for, what, uh, what search terms, right? And what, what I would do is I would look at the search terms where maybe I'm not ranking high organically for. And I'm not getting like 10 sales a day in PPC, but I'm just looking, I, I like taking a look back at like three months of information on a product. And then I wanna see the keywords where I've gotten at least like two or three sales in three months at a you know, decent, decent ACoS. Uh, it doesn't have to be 20%, you know, sometimes I'll go 50%. And then uh, either that or what I have a good click-through rate on, right? But then I, I compare it to where I'm ranking in Keyword Tracker and I'm not ranking high organically, meaning that I'm probably only getting sales from PPC, all right? So those keywords, what I'm going to do now, I'm gonna check if I'm indexed. Maybe I'm not even indexed for it, so I'm only coming up in auto campaigns. Well, number one, step one is I'm gonna get indexed for it. And then number two, if I think I'm actually ranking high or I'm actually getting some sales for this whenever I'm visible, I'm gonna try and maybe do some search find buy, use the Maldives uh, honeymoon launch strategy to get to page one for these keywords so I can start getting organic sales for this, all right? You might be thinking, wait a minute, why would you care about a, a, a keyword that gives you three sales in three months? Well, here's the thing. If you're selling a decent amount of units overall, you're, you probably have a good 20 keywords maybe that gave you three sales that, that you're not ranking high organically for. 20 sales, three months, three sales. I mean, that's that's 20 sales a month. And that just goes on exponentially. Maybe it's 200 for you, whatever it is. Maybe it's a hundred keywords that you have. Whatever it is, it's easy. It might be easy money for you. If you optimize your listing around these keywords and just actually get indexed for it, you might start showing up more organically and little by little increase your organic rank so that you're not relying only on PPC for those keywords. So there's another uh, strategy right there for after you've been selling on Amazon for a little bit. Let's go to number 21. Strategy number 21 is looking at frequently bought together. So I'm having to go backwards because I'm trying to figure out how, to, how I can get to 22 strategies here. So this is back to your original keyword research. You've done all of your relevant products, your main products, and you've got all the, your top keywords. One more extra strategy I would do is I would use what's showing up in frequently bought together, okay? So the best way to do this is not necessarily just look on the listing and look at the frequently bought together because that only shows you one or two at a time. Look whatever has been infrequently bought together the last few weeks. So you can do that easily with black box in Helium 10, go to the product targeting tab, put the ASIN one by one of your top competitors and then filter for frequently bought together. This is showing you any products that we have detected that's showing up as frequently bought together. If you, if you guys don't know what frequently bought together means that there is a history that Amazon has that product A is brought, bought at the same time as product B in the same shopping experience, all right? Now, why is this important? Well, sometimes these are products that, that maybe are not relevant, you might think, to each other, but they have similar usage, right? Like right now, if you do our coffin shelf, you might see a coffin mirror, right? So coffin mirror, 
is not exactly a coffin shelf, right? But it makes sense that people are wanting some spooky decor in their house for Halloween or whatever, and they're buying a coffin mirror and they're buying a coffin shelf at the same time. Well, what I would do is I would then take that coffin mirror and I would run Cerebro on it, but only to get like their top five keywords, like the top five, like the, the highest search volume where they are like ranking in the top five or six positions, whatever is the, whatever is the top five keywords. And I, I'm going to do that for like at least three or four out of the, the frequently bought together S on the ones that are not coffin shelves, you know, cause I probably have all the coffin shelves, uh, you know, keywords, right. But why, why would this help? Well, again, if I can start showing up in search results for coffin mirror or whatever drive sales to coffin mirror, Hey, guess what? It maybe that search term doesn't necessarily describe my product. You know, coffin mirror does not describe a coffin shelf, but if somebody's interested in the coffin mirror, maybe they didn't even realize there was a such thing as a coffin shelf and they, it just takes them seeing it in search results. And like, Oh shoot, I'll buy that product too. Or maybe, you know what? I don't need a coffin mirror. Coffin shelf is better. But if you don't have mirror in your listing, and again, mirror might not have showed up in Cerebro for a coffin shelf, right? It's not a shelf. You're not going to show up in in sponsored results, you're not going to ever show up organically. So by doing by by doing some top level keyword research on unrelated competitors, semi-unrelated competitors that show up and frequently bought together, this is going to get you even more visibility. All right. All right. That was number 21. Now we are at 22. I'm not sure if I can keep going because we're already like overtime on this episode too, but I made it. I said I would try and get 22 keyword research strategies for 2022. And here is number 22 market tracker. This is a tool within helium 10. That's mainly designed to actually just see how your a piece of the pie is doing what your market share is. In other words, I'm, I'm tracking maybe 10 different coffin shelves, including my own. And, um, it's telling me the market volume, like these 10 coffin shelves combined are selling an estimated, you know, hundred thousand dollars a month. And my market share is 25% because I'm selling $25,000 a month, whatever, right? That that's the main function of the tool. But the cool thing is, is what this tool is doing is it's also searching for new competitors coming into the niche. All right. New coffin shelves that come up or new related uh, products like coffin mirror sometimes might come up if I'm, if I'm doing a coffin shelf or coffin pen holder or coffin remote control holder or whatever might show up um, in this market tracker where it says, hey, do you want to track this as part of your market? And if it's a coffin shelf, I'm going to put yes. But here's the thing. What I have noticed on kind of like mature niches is a lot of times these new sellers come in and they have some kinds new keyword strategy. Like maybe they just did keyword research and they have discovered some other product or some other keywords that are trending that you don't know about because maybe you haven't done keyword research for a couple months. And so market tracker is a great way to look who are the new movers and shakers here coming. And if they start getting some market share um, and they come up in market tracker, I'm going to go ahead and run Cerebro on them, comparing it to my listing. And I want to see, hey, are they just like leeching off of the same keywords that I have? Or do they have a one or two keywords here or there that maybe I didn't even realize were a thing in my niche? Um, it's a great way to check out the new blood and then to potentially get new keywords that you can put into your listings. I'll go, I said 22, but I'm just going to go ahead and do just one bonus one just because I love giving bonuses, guys. Everything that I said to um, for Cerebro, 
you can also do on Walmart, all right? So do keyword research on Walmart. We've got Cerebro for Walmart. We've got Magnet for Walmart. You can sometimes uh, research these Amazon products on Walmart to see where they're showing up for there. And that's obviously gonna help you with your Walmart keyword research strategy or listing optimization strategy. But sometimes there might be keywords that show up on Walmart that maybe most Amazon sellers don't know about. It's, it's rare, but it can come up. Remember, the whole point of all this keyword research strategy and why there's 23 different strategies here is it's not just like one of these that's gonna you know make you the number one seller, but all of these little things add up. You know, maybe strategy number 13 gives you two extra sales a month. Maybe strategy number 23 for Walmart gives you one extra sale uh, a month. Maybe strategy number four that we talked about last week, you know, gives you 10 extra sales. All of the, these things add up, guys, um, and helps you, you know, make more sales, all right? So there, there we have it, guys. Top 22 plus one strategies for uh 2022. Uh, I'm sure new things are going to come up, so make sure to stay tuned to this podcast. Um, if you liked what you heard, guys, and you haven't done so yet, please make sure to go ahead and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or on uh, Amazon, um, Spotify, I don't think there's any reviews, but just make sure that you have uh, us followed on Spotify. But it would be really great if you can give us a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast player you are listening on. And uh, let me know in the Facebook group, which one was your favorite strategy or which one that you have implemented since you heard either this episode or the last one. Uh, I thank you guys for tuning in. I hope I didn't bore you guys to death. Um, keyword research is my uh, my passion here. I love doing these tests to, to discover these, these strategies and I, I never stop. So I'm doing tests right now so that next year in uh, the end of 2022, maybe I'm gonna find uh, some new strategies that I can share with you guys uh, so that you can crush it in 2023. But anyways, I hope you guys enjoy this episode and we'll see you in the next one.